So here's a question for you. Would you benefit from ongoing support to improve your bottom line and ultimately help you master the business of practice ownership? Tracy Trepesky International offers you a proven, impeccably designed method to scale your practice while preserving your most precious assets, your time and energy. We blend business consulting with executive leadership to bring you what you need most to help you become an agile, entrepreneurial CEO while serving your patients with the utmost attention to their care. You receive individualized coaching and support from me and our professional team, providing the best of business consulting and executive leadership coaching to grow your practice without working more. Schedule your complimentary 45-minute strategy call at tracytrapesky.com. Welcome to Thriving Practice. I'm your host, Tracy Trapesky, and I can't wait to introduce you to our incredible guests and to share business tips and strategies that will help make your life easier and support you in becoming the exquisitely fulfilled CEO you're meant to be. I am on a mission to help practice owners take back one day per week for the rest of their careers so they can focus on healing their patients and maximizing their profits. No more sacrificing your personal life or feeling burnt out. It's time to take back control and create the practice of your dreams. Whether you're a seasoned provider or just starting out, this podcast is your go-to resource for actionable advice and inspiration. Together, we'll uncover the hidden potentials within your practice and propel you towards the success and freedom you crave. So if you're ready to transform your practice, make a lasting impact and reclaim that one day per week for yourself, then you're in the right place. Let's embark on this journey together. Welcome, dear listeners, to another fantastic and inspirational episode of Thriving Practice. It's me, Tracy Trepesky, and I am thrilled to have you join us today. As you know, Thriving Practice is your podcast for all things related to the business of running a healthcare practice. Our mission is to support practice owners like yourself who often find themselves juggling the demands of being both a business leader and a medical provider. We're here to provide you with the practical tips, tools, and expert insights that will help you not just survive, but thrive in your practice. Our greatest desire for you is to achieve a sense of exquisite fulfillment in all areas of your life and business. In honor of National Physical Therapy Month here in the U.S., we have an extraordinary guest joining us today. Dr. Gianna Bigliani is joining us, and her journey is nothing short of inspiring. Dr. Dr. Bigliani is a doctor of physical therapy, a board-certified orthopedic clinical specialist, and a certified strength and conditioning specialist. She's the founder of Fluid Physio, LLC, and her story is a testament to the power of determination and innovation in healthcare. I am thrilled and honored to work with her as a client of ours and to have her join us as a featured expert guest today. Dr. Biliani's story begins in Bogota, Colombia, but it's a journey that took her far beyond the place of her birth. As a teenager, she, along with her parents, set out on a quest for a better life and ended up in the United States. Her educational journey led her to Temple University, where she was a dedicated member of the crew team for four years. 
Her passion for helping people and a fascination with the human body's remarkable ability to move through life led her down the path of physical therapy. She returned to Temple University, completed her Doctor of Physical Therapy degree, and even pursued an orthopedic PT residency. Today, Dr. Bigliani is an adjunct faculty member at Drexel University, where she shares her expertise in strength and conditioning and periodization for performance. Since 2007, Dr. Biliani has been changing lives. She specializes in treating individuals with chronic conditions, injuries, and pain, often those who haven't found relief through traditional treatments. Her ultimate goal is to maximize everyone's performance and enhance their quality of life. Now, here's where Dr. Biliani's story takes a fascinating twist. She not only excels in her profession, but also in her entrepreneurial journey. Dr. Bigliani shows how she faced the challenge of being fired from a traditional practice because they saw her building her practice on the side, which she had fully disclosed. You'll hear this when in the interview. But once she was legit with a website, they let her go. So instead of seeing this as a setback, she seized it as an opportunity and hasn't looked back since. From traveling to patients' houses to needing her own space, Dr. Bigliani's practice, Fluid Physio, has grown from traveling to an 8-foot by 10-foot setting to now a 1,000-square-foot office space, and they're quickly outgrowing that as well. She is redefining the way patient care is delivered and the way therapists are employed. While she's a total go-getter, Dr. Bigliani knows that she can't do it all on her own, and that's where our paths crossed. I have the privilege and honor of serving her as her personal business coach, and together we've charted an exciting path for her practice's growth and scale. She also leans on other professionals, including her trusted accountant, who helps her make complex financial decisions, and a marketing consultant whose digital campaigns have ignited another wave of growth at Fluid Physio. Today, we're exploring Jenna's philosophy of patient care, her unique approach to employment opportunities for therapists, and the incredible team she's built at her practice. Her journey is a testament to the power of resilience, innovation, and the support of a network of professionals. So without further ado, let's dive in to this episode and learn from the wisdom of Dr. Gianna Bigliani as she shares her journey of transforming a healthcare practice and thriving against the odds. You know what to do. Grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Gianna and her amazing journey. Gianna, it is so good to have you on the show. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. It's it's really exciting to to have someone like you invite me to come and speak with some of the other guests that you have. It's uh it's truly an honor. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I, so, you know, full disclosure for our listeners, Jenna is a current client. Sometimes I don't interview current clients, but you are a physical therapist Mm -hmm. and October time of recording in the U S the health focus is on PT awareness. And so I thought it would be really great to bring you on the show because you're amazing at what you do. You're a wonderful human being and you run a great business. And so I would love to just share your story and share your journey with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, but before, you know, once I, when I, um, before I got to, before we started working together, I should say, I saw, you know, I listened to a bunch of your podcasts and I looked at all the people and all the incredible stories that they had to tell. And that's, that's where I'm coming from in the sense that like, oh, wow. Like, 
to me, you're, you're putting me up there with those people that I was like looking up to. And so sometimes it's, it's nice to be reminded that like, oh yeah, I can inspire others. So thank you for having me and being able to tell my story. Oh, it's my pleasure. And it's, it's interesting like to, to, hear that feedback because I sometimes even just like a little disclosure for, you know, the stuff we work through in our own beliefs. Like sometimes I pinch myself and I go, wow, our guests are these amazing people at the top of their professional game. And they perceive me and my team at the top of our professional game. I'm like, hold on a minute. We we are. <laughs> so, yes, yes. so here we are like, you know, water, water seeks its own level, so to speak. So yeah, I'm thrilled to have yeah. you on and share your story. Um, but before we dive into like all the good stuff, tell us where you're located. We are located in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. It's right next to Princeton. Everybody knows where Princeton is. So yeah, right there. cool. Great location. Yes. Beautiful. Great yes. clientele, which we'll get into, right? <laughs> Close to New York and Philadelphia. So nice. highways right there. And um, and that is that is definitely helpful. But at the awesome. same time, you know, you mentioned location and clientele. It's it was important to me because initially, oh, I'm right next to Princeton. This is great. Um, but it's not necessarily the case. Interesting. Really interesting. <laughs> yes. So bef- I want to explore that before. Tell us yes. about, tell us the name of your your practice and a little bit about it. And what inspired you to become a doctor of physical therapy? Where did yes. that come from? Um, fluid physio is our physical therapy practice. Um, we, well, I'll start from the, from the beginning. What inspired me to be a physical therapist is I've always had this, um, wonder about the human body. And so for, uh, undergrad, I did exercise physiology. I became a strength and conditioning coach and then I got bored. I was also a rower and I had an injury and in, with my back in college. Um, and so that really was, was the first time that I got to really look inside and be like, oh my gosh, you know, these doctors are showing up once a week at college, but you know, the, the football team gets the first pick. And so I would be there with my hurt back and here, pop these pills and you'll be fine. And it turns out that that wasn't the case. I, I, um, being in my paint, in my major, one of, um, one of my professors, um, she is also a world renowned sports psychologist. And for the life of me, I can't remember her name right now. Um, but she worked with me individually knowing through my struggles, um, and sort of did a lot of, um, meditating imagery and I did a lot of self introspection of like oh what what is going on and that's sort of like my my first bit um then so then I got bored went to grad school because I got tired of training athletes and it's like oh these are healthy people boring oh grad school um and in grad school is when I I realized I always wanted to work with sports and outpatient orthopedics. It was just fast paced. And, um, and I realized that like, oh, I have to touch people. And that, that was an interesting sort of thing for me that you just, I'm from Colombia, South America. And so kissing, you kiss everyone. Hello, cheek kissing, kissing. 
but the touch itself, like putting your hands on people was a, like, a, Oh, I guess, I guess this is what I'm signing up for. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, became a physical therapist and always loved the next part. And so a couple of years into it, I decided to do a, a residency in orthopedics. And that's when I really started to see that, wait a second, it's not just about here's the exercises. Let me stretch you. See you later. Do your homework. It's more about function and how we move in our body through our own life. And that movement, while it's exactly the same because we're all human beings, we each have our own little individual nuances, whether it's because we are born with scoliosis, you end up with scoliosis or you're born with cerebral palsy and it makes you have different movement issues or because like me, you're a mom and you do 10,000 different things all the time and you don't have a chance to let your body re- uh, get restored. We all have the, these individual nuances that when I was a traditional physical therapist, I would be working and I, I ended up with all these skills in the residency where I learned more manual therapy. And I was like, wait, but I can't do it because I have to do my work on someone and then watch two other people while they do their exercises. So I found that to be just like, is this really like, there can't be it. No mm. way this, this, like, I can't provide the treatments that I was taught that I, you know, I went to school and six figure <laughs> debt for, um, and that I believe will help people in their daily life. So there's gotta be a better way. and. Uh, So long story short, um, the practice I was at was bought by someone else. And in the midst of that, it was a very like, oh, you have to sign a contract, two years, non-compete, 10 mile radius. And where I am in the Princeton area as an orthopedic clinical specialist, 10 miles, that's basically Princeton and Hamilton's another town that we were at. And I wasn't about anything else. You just sort of go outside and it's like, it's Trenton, which is totally opposite of Princeton, if you think Mm -hmm. about the demographics. Um, And then there's like farms. And then Pennsylvania, it's while it's close, I live right next to the river. It's another license. It's PA. So I was like, wait a second. I uh, And also, it's just physical therapy in Pennsylvania hasn't evolved as quickly as it has in New Jersey, where we are more of our um, individual practitioners that can practice without a doctor's prescription. Mm -hmm. Once you get into insurances, it's a little different. So I said, there's got to be something else. Um, And I decided, you know what, this, this isn't, this isn't what I want. I'm going to, I'm going to start something. And so many people said to me, like, wait, you're going to do this without accepting insurances? And I said, yes, because I don't want, so insurances then would also guide you. Oh, well, you can only, you're going to get 12 visits. Well, within the, let's see, within the seven years, seven, eight years that I practiced for other companies, I started to see that those 12 visits became eight visits, became four visits. 
and you had X amount of minutes to work with someone, then they wanted to do a progress note to justify why you were doing it with people. But I'm training like three people at the same time. That's just wrong. Yeah. So I started fluid physio little by little doing it after on, I worked four days a week. So the one day I didn't go into the office, I would work on fluid physio. Um, And I was full disclosure to my bosses. I said, Hey, I'm starting this. I'm working. I'm going to see people in their homes. This has nothing to do with you guys. And since you just purchased this practice, I'm happy to help, you know, because it's a different, that they, uh, they used to work down by Southern, like a little bit more South of here, which is different, different physicians, different healthcare systems. Um, so when I told them that they got really angry, um, it was me sitting in, I will never forget, in a plastic chair with the two owners in the big comfy, you know, office chairs. And I just felt like this little person like, oh my God, yeah, I'm not doing that. And and that actually fed more into it. Um, I just didn't want someone telling me how to treat my patients. Mm-hmm. And um, that was 2016. Um, I was, my thought was like, oh, part-time and then I'll start the practice. But in April, they found out that I had a website and they definitely didn't like that. So they fired me and that was the biggest, best blessing ever. Um, It was very scary. And there were weeks that my mom had to help us with getting groceries. (laughs) Um, But that was basically like, for me, the only way was to succeed. There was no failure that didn't even register. And um, I started out seeing patients in their homes uh, one at a time. And then it was, it got too far because not everything's really close. So then I was like, oh, I need, I need a space. So uh, I joined a networking group. And then um, by August, I had a little tiny eight by 10 office space. And um, (laughs) that's fun. So before I got fired is basically I had a couple of months to um, get the basis of it, get what was, how am I, how am I going to do documentation? What is my super bill going to do? Because I knew that while I'm not going to bill insurances, um, I still wanted to provide a receipt or what we call a super bill, excuse me, that they had, that patients had to be able to provide their insurance and get their reimbursement, which is what they they pay for in their insurances. Um, And I did not anticipate how quickly we were going to grow. I had a, I started out with eight hours a week of uh, admin help. (laughs) And it, I, I hired a therapist by, I don't think I'd even turned one year old yet. Because I couldn't do it all. And um, and within a year of that August, so by 2017, in August, we had moved into the space that we're in right now, uh, about a 1,000 square feet. Um, I Right now, I have two therapists working for me. We see one-on-one, one patient an hour. We focus on manual therapy and movement re-education. And we truly look at the whole person, not just their injury. Mm. Um, And that has been sort of 
my goal from the beginning was, oh, I want to start fluid physio because I want to help the patients. I really want to help the people get the care they need on their own terms, right? Some people don't like exercises. Okay, well, I'm going to call them activities. Mm-hmm. And, and they did their activities. Um, people are busy, people, whatever it is. And truly listening to what people need. So once I sort of realized the power of touch, that it's not just going in there and provide spine manipulations, mobilizations, a soft tissue release, it's by touching someone, you you go deeper and you the stories that people tell me and how I've helped them go beyond being able to sit cross-legged, but be able to sit cross-legged to meditate at the beach because they're mourning their still living husband that they can't leave behind. Like it's just beyond my imagining. And so I thought I was like, okay, well, why? I mean, I went to school for physical therapy. Why? What about then the transition to my practice was, well, then what about not just, yes, people will get better, but what about then becoming a business, becoming having fluid physio be the place where physical therapists can come and be the best physical therapist they can be. And so while I realized initially that I had to do little bits of everything, I also realized that in order to to grow, I needed I couldn't do it myself because I kids at home. And I started to um like, oh, being in that networking group um allowed me to be like, oh, you do this for accounting? Oh, I didn't even know I needed this. Oh, you are the real estate for um commercial? Oh, that's interesting. I just thought it was the real estate. Oh, you're the insurance guy? That's right. I need workman's comp now. And mm-hmm. I realized that there was so much out there that I did not my focus was to be the best manual physical therapy place in the area. And that's all I kept remembering and just really is my is this moment of doing um I don't know. Is is me trying to plan a sign for my upcoming workshop worth my time to be the best manual physical therapy place? No, I'm going to get a designer. Oh, guess what? And she needs physical therapy too. So then bartering became a thing and and I realized on that just community and the power of community as well. So that was a long story. I love it. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, a few things stand out to me. One was you had the experience of being in a traditional setting and there's, it's not necessarily bad, right? We're not on some binary that traditional is bad and something else is, is good. But for you as a therapist coming in to really, I think, you know, here comes my coach hat, really thinking about what you really, really want and what is your mission and what is your vision and what are you most connected to? I, you know, I have the experience of talking with you about and learning about what you do. So I am hearing you say you wanted to make that connection with your patients. You also want to provide an environment where other therapists can come in and really, really make a difference. And 
I'm going to throw all the shade at the insurance industry because I have a lot to say about that, but it definitely puts providers in a, in a hamstrung position to, to decide between adhering to what's expected or helping their patients get better and actually heal. And so, you know, big insurance guys, you hear us here, like this is a challenge, right? And yes, we need insurance or we need some kind of healthcare provision, right? Mm-hmm. But here you are finding a way to work around that. And I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you say that it's, it's for you, which let's, let's toot that horn because we've often, you know, we're taught as service providers to put ourselves somewhere else that was always taking care of other people, but this is what you wanted to be happy in your career and to, to love what you do, to continue loving what you do. You're doing it because you want to help patients. You want to help actual human beings return to a healthy state or even come into the first time being in a healthy state in their body, mind, and spirit. And you want to help these other providers do the same. So I'm curious, what's it like hiring therapists? Like, do you, do you, do you ever, uh, meet therapists who are like a little dumbfounded by how you do things? Or are most of them excited? All the time. It's it's interesting because um, in my first rounds of hiring, I was thinking, well, we see very complex patients, so I need someone with lots of experience. And I found that a, a big number of them were coming in sort of with this idea that you come in, you treat your patients, and you leave. Mm-hmm. And that is not what I wanted to provide. I wanted to provide a relationship. I wanted patients to have a relationship with their physical therapist, that they became their family physical therapist, that they knew all about what they liked. And they also wanted the salary, right? They also wanted, well, I've been practicing for 20 years and, you know, this is how much I'm earning over here. And it was hard for people to see that we at fluid physio we value more than just dollars it's it's more than that i somebody told i don't remember who it was somebody said follow your passion and the money will follow yep so that's where it was like okay so that that was challenging and i found some wonderful therapists um Today, however, I'm actually in the in the middle of hiring, so I have some fun stories from even last <laughs> night. Um, it's a different, there's many more of us. Now I can say, oh, we've been practicing, fluid physio has been around for seven and a half years. So Amazing. it's proven the concept. It's, yeah. it's grown, again, faster than I can imagine. Oh, I didn't plan for the pandemic, but you know, mm. no one did. <laughs> um, but we're, we're sort of like, oh my gosh. So Today, there's many more um, younger therapists that have been out for a couple of years that understand and see that we need life balance. And But again, someone very wise once said, well, it's not about balance. It's about spinning plates. Mm. And you spin the plates <laughs> and you have to keep them spinning. And because it's like, is it really balance? I mean... Sometimes, sometimes my dog doesn't have a walk and I have to give him more attention. And sometimes, oh, 
something going on. So it's the spinning plates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they come a little bit more open initially. And so um, three days ago, somebody said, you know, he started out saying, oh, I am, I forget the word to you. He used some technical word to say that he manages 30 employees and he has this and has that. And because uh, I always ask, oh, so what are you looking for? I tried to get in first and ask them, what is it that they're looking for? And oftentimes the person last night, I asked that question and she says, a full-time physical therapy outpatient job. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's all she wanted. Yeah. Anyway, Very clear. <laughs> yes. So once they go through and tell me what they're looking for and um, then I'll say, okay, well, here's what we have to offer. I found out that if I was going to compensate my therapists the traditional way, here's your salary. Um, it didn't give them a sense of ownership mm. to have that relationship with their patients. It was, it, it was, I could see it. It's like, oh, they're coming in. They cared about the patients very much, but then they have to go home. And so it's like, hmm. And they, there was when, um, in our practice, I'm very open and pretty transparent with finances. So in every meeting we talk about here was the revenue, here's the expenses, how many patients came in, but the focus is on, uh, how many patients did we help? It's not. How many hours of patients did we see? How many units did we bill? Because we don't really, we still have units, but, and, um, and I said, you know, my number one value is, my core value is people first. And at first I thought about it like, yeah, people first, the patient comes first. It's not their body part, but then it's like, no, no, no. But it's also us, our family's comforts, your kid needs to has a concert, go see your kid in a concert. You need to go home and sleep. Who thinks, you know, mm-hmm. go home and sleep. And so it's like our well-being as a person comes first. Yeah. And so we only see one patient an hour because it's crazy. I mean, and we only, we, we cap how many patient hours people can have. So if you're full-time, you're capped at 37 patient hours. Um, we have staff meeting and a PT meeting, um, and we have occasional weekend something like we did a, a Sourland spectacular for cycling and we're going to do a turkey trot and things like that. And it was like, and so the compensation now, I changed it to be more like, for example, dentists or certain physicians in their practice are that it's more compensation based on the revenue and the patients that they see, not necessarily the revenue. So I I offer two choices. Now it's one choice for the less risky people. Um, It's half salary and half depending on how many patients they see. And then the other one, which is a little riskier, but it can bring back, bring in more money to their their, uh, household is just 100% based on how many patients they see. And then seeing everything it's it's a different way it's not like i'm not spoon feeding them i'm saying here's a garden let me show you how to you know find the right tomato and pick the right carrot 
Um, mm-hmm. So you can make a delicious salad and then I'm bringing in the dressing and we're going to eat and have a meal together. Um, so it's a different compensation. And so this guy that said that he was had manages 30 people says, oh, wow, you that is amazing. Mm-hmm. You gave me something else to think about that I would have never said yes to because again that that compensation way is not what most of us are used to right it's very scary for people it was very scary for me when i was i didn't have a job um when i was let go and for those people that it's when fear strikes it can make you doubt yourself and that shows up in how you speak to your patients and that shows up in how you speak in a in a meeting, and that's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, it's it's like you're giving you're offering them ownership of building that rapport and nurturing the relationship. You're also incentivizing them to be connected to doing community events and things like that. It's not just like, oh, I have to do this. My boss said I have to sign up for this thing and it's on a Saturday. And it's, you know, they might still not love the idea of going and doing something on a Saturday, but there's a connection to the community and there's a connection to owning, building their own sort of mini practice inside of your practice. Mm -hmm. So I, that's really interesting. I mean, you don't, you don't hear about that very often, but I think this is, Mm -hmm. this is a very interesting and different way to do it. And from my perspective as a leadership person, I think it's excellent leadership. And I would imagine that the younger therapists really embrace that. Yes. um, I just think our, our millennials and Gen Z want things different you know, and so you're offering something that's different that gives them more autonomy and, you know, room to grow instead of just sort of being pigeonholed into a position. So, yeah, definitely. I see also, um, the idea that like, uh, one, one of the things I say is that I don't, I don't want you to don't think of me as your boss. Think of me as a leader, right. Mm-hmm. As a coach. Um, and that's a hard concept for people to think about that. It's not yeah. just like, I'm always saying like, well, what do you think? Um, sometimes I've been told that it's annoying because I don't give the answers. <laughs> like, Can't you just tell me the answer? <laughs> no. After you've at no, least because then given I'm always gonna have wrong to, answers. <laughs> yeah, I'm always going to have to give you the answers and I'm always going to have to be there. And I actually want to be at home because I'm coaching girls on the run and I want to be at home. Yeah. And when I'm, and so one of my, um, one of my therapists just had a baby and she says oh, to baby me, came. yay, congratulations. Yes, <laughs> yes. We'll hit a hair for Aisha, for Aisha's oh. baby, Daewoo. Um, he, she says, she said, you know, thank you for providing this and allowing me to, to, to do it on my terms because, and I see it in her passion for physical therapy. And I see and I hear the way she talks about her family. Mm-hmm. And why can't we be the best mother, be the best wife, be the best woman to ourselves and be the best physical therapy, whether it's for 12 hours a week or whether it's for 35 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Right. And that to me 
is bigger than just getting patients better. So I just got like goose pimply <laughs> sort of processing <laughs> that. Um, and so I see this as having a massive impact, right? And I don't know if you see that because you're so close to it, but happy providers, happy, contented, um, truly contented providers mm-hmm. make a, they do things differently. You feel it, you sense it, you, you, you know, you may not be able to, one may not be able to put their finger on it, but something is different and it doesn't yes. go unnoticed. And you are very connected with your community, both through efforts that you make to be connected with the community. And also that you, you know, your, your patients come back. They're not stuck yes. in 12 week or eight week or four appointment cycles, right? They come as they right. need and they get what they need from you. And I assume that you do the, train your, um, the other therapists who come in to, to mm-hmm. do things on brand with fluid physio. Yeah. Um, and so they get to do that as well. So here you are making ripples through your community in so many different ways. There's, there's in economics, the term would be psychic benefits, right? The mm-hmm. things that we, that are hard to track, but feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned the community and that is, and we were talking about, um, me hiring other people and that I didn't want to do everything myself. My husband certainly didn't want me to do that either. Yeah. He'd um, probably like you to be home occasionally so he can like smile yes. at you and wave. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> While he's splitting wood. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, which is really fun. And I'm jealous that he's splitting wood and I'm not right now. So I'm going to go help. Out this. <laughs> we'll get you going soon. <laughs> yes. But when I, I, I started noticing that I like to hire, when I hired like my printer, I do newsletters for people that I mail out. Um, my printer, the designer, like it just, I am, it just takes me so long. That's not what I, yes, I can put out, put together a sign. It takes me forever because of whatever reason, but I don't, I I could print things from my printer, but that costs more money Then I have to do stuff. And it's just, it's not using my, my resources in the best way. So I like to hire local people. I like to form connections and relationship with other local businesses. So um, when it comes to Having that, I'm, we're doing a video right now. So I hired this videographer. He's so much fun. We always have fun. That's actually another one of my core values is to have fun. And so when we together to, when we come together to design something or when I go to pick up my printing documents, um, we just, we just have so much fun. And I think that sometimes what's missing from, oh, I'm going to, just send this to, um, I'm going to send this to a big printing company, like a Staples thing and print it and leave. It's like, we get caught up in this, what's the quickest and cheapest way. And, and we're missing out on connections with people. And so a lot, the majority, I think at this point, almost 60% of our patients come from word of mouth. And so 
um, the connections that we make from people not only is helping the local community because I'm keeping the business within the local community, but it's like, hey, those are people too. They have mm-hmm. families and they have they have body parts that they might need help with. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they can say, oh my gosh, I know this physical therapy place. And so it's it brings back to the community aspect that um, one of the things, bringing it back to touch. Mm-hmm. It touches other people's lives in in other ways, and you know, Tracy, you mentioned like I don't, re- I, I, I can't see how big it is and the ripples that it makes, but there's glimpses of it that I do see that I, I don't quite. I have to go back sometimes and like, oh, this is so much, and like just like think about it for a moment that it's not just about like it's it's bigger. It's not just about me. It's not just about my employee. But how can we make a difference in in our world that is so bleh right now? Yeah, <laughs> right. So and having that connection, right? I think that's really that's that's just key. And I think that's kind of you know I was telling you at, when we were in the green room that is a real common thread in our clients here at our company, and also in the other providers that we've had on the show. It's like that really wanting to make a difference. And it's, it's almost in the realm of it's hard to track, but it does show up. Yes. Yeah. Super interesting. So I want to talk to you a little bit, switching gears to like the business side, because I know, um, I remember our first conversation and I remember you saying, I should probably talk to my accountant first. No, I'm just going to ask for forgiveness later, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> but you you really rely on your relationship with your accountant, who I'm assuming is also local. Yes. Well, at least has to be in New Jersey, right? Um, yes. And she helps guide you and helps give you input when you need to make financial decisions or when it's time to make some kind of a change. How has that changed how you do business? I used to be really scared to, to, to spend money. You know, like I said, I started the business and when they kicked me out, I was relying on my mom for uh, groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, and my almost $1,000 a month student loan had to be put on hold. Yay, more interest for me. Mm. And. I, that fear inside, you know, I, I did a lot of work on figuring out like, where is that coming from? I did a lot, you know, a lot of people have heard of the, the, the book or the audiobook like the secret that talks about, like, that's when I was first sort of like introduced to the idea of trusting the universe and, mm. um, being from Colombia, of course, I'm Catholic. So the idea of God, right? I don't, I don't, I I think of God in a different sense. Um, I'm not as religious, but it's, it's like that trust in the unknown that sometimes it's so scary. And, and so like, oh my God, because it's different. It's not something that we're used to. So I realized that, you know what, like, getting to know local people and creating those relationships helped me trust them enough. I got to know them 
And then I started trusting them enough that I said, you know what? I'm paying them money, a significant amount of money that I'm going to trust that they have my best interest. And Mm -hmm. I've been in situations where I did that and there was something Something didn't, not so much the the numbers where I didn't see the performance necessarily, but I've learned that I need to trust in what my instincts say. Like, listen to me, something doesn't feel right. It's starting to sound salesy and like, hear this and and then like, oh, wait, I lost money Mm. or, you know, this didn't work out. Like, what was that for? And and be okay that it was only money. Mm -hmm. It wasn't health. It wasn't kids it wasn't it's only money um and it's very difficult you know i i came to this country with my mom and two suitcases and so providing for my family and money was just such a connection and so i just that trust i still have to do it every day like i'm trusting you know i'm trusting to i'm trusting indeed to provide the right candidates. And I found that if you do the click to pay or um, you only pay for the true like quality providers and that you can interview better. So I figured out how can I save money, but put money out Mm -hmm. and then, and just be okay with it because at the end of the day, it's only money. Right. Well, I think, you know, since we've known each other the last few months, you have taken a, some leaps of faith. I mean, you took a leap of faith to work with me and my team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always grateful for that because it is, especially, you know, something like coaching and, and consulting, it's like an unknown. There are no guarantees. Mm-hmm. The guarantee is that you'll learn something and you'll grow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't do what, you know, some of the guru types do like, oh, 10X your income after three weeks working with it. Like, it doesn't work that way. It could, yeah. right? If that's your goal, you, you could certainly make that happen. Um, but you also have invested in, you invested in spending towards hiring uh, mm-hmm. to get a better um, pool of candidates. And you also invested in a digital marketing campaign. And yes. that is something that's I have seen time and time again is very hard for providers to yes. like really be willing to do. Um, that was a big step huge. for me because you don't just put out $3,000 here and there. And <laughs> I had actually... While I was growing, I would put myself, even though I was a this tiny little practice with two people, I would go, I always call it like, I would go and play with the big kids. I, I got into a, I, I went into a mastermind that, um, it was, it had, it was only physical therapy only practice owners and they were, they were all sort of like masterminding and we would meet in Florida and talk about and learn. And everybody, there were, there were people that had like 10 practices and everybody had, everybody was insurance based, very traditional. And so I learned so much about like, wait, how much money did he spend? Um, and, and everybody was like, oh my God, John, if I, if I could do that again, I would be like you. Like, and so I found myself, they, um, they also offer cash services. So they were asking me like, how can we learn? How can we, how did you do this? And so I found like, oh, wow, they're, they're learning from little me. Um, 
And they were spending back then. So it's only a couple of years ago. It's like, oh, $1,500 on a Facebook ad campaign. And then I was just like, what? I could mm-hmm. never imagine. Um, so it took some time to see the constant flow of revenue to trust that, you know what? The patients will come. And so then I thought I was like, okay, well, here's my next step to scale, right? I mm. pandemic messed everything. And now it's like, okay, I, I feel this surge of energy um, powered by Tracy also <laughs> <laughs> that has Thank helped you. me get the clarity to like, okay, here's the next step. And it's hard. It's hard. And so some people say, oh man, you're going to hire more people. You're going to get more problems. And it's like, yes. And I'm going to get more people that are happier. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's worth it. And I've actually found the business aspect kind of fun. So that that's also fun. It seems like it, right? When we have conversations about the business side of things, I'm always impressed with how you appear confident. Even so, by the time we're talking about it, you've developed the confidence in it. You know? Yes. Um, but I think that it's it's really key to just point out that you've you've learned to trust the process. You've learned to trust yourself. Yes. And you bring in the right kinds of professionals that work with you to meet, to help you meet your goals and aspirations rather than kind of traveling the traditional route that this it's always been done this way route, you know? Um, And I think that that's really impressive. And I think that it's something that for our listeners could inspire them to, to be willing to kind of let go, you know, as they say, in like recovery programs, let go and let God, right. Like just to, it doesn't have to be God, God, right. It can be whatever faith Mm -hmm. that you have or faith in your own self, like to release from the fear and look for the path because it usually becomes, it still may not be a linear path, but it becomes much more clear when we release the negative chatter and just try, you know, do our best to stay focused on what we really want to do and coming back to vision, the big why. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think you do that masterfully. And Thank you. it's, yeah, it's, it's really great to see that and to see that, you know, also the risks that you've taken are paying off, right? Mm-hmm. The digital marketing campaign is, uh, That's so you cool. are working with the amazing Laura Bryant of you aspire yes. marketing. Hey, She's who I refer all of my <laughs> clients to, um, when they have marketing needs and, you know, she'll send me screenshots sometimes <laughs> like, girl, <laughs> this is outperforming any of our other ads. This is amazing. You know, and I think a lot of it has to do with you already have the reputation and mm-hmm. people maybe, you know, like statistically from a marketing perspective, it takes eight touches for people to say yes and buy and blah, blah, blah. So all of that, but they've probably seen your logo. They've probably heard from somebody that they go to your practice and just kind of forgot what it was. And then the ad comes across their, you know, screen and they're like, oh yeah, I need to go I there. would say the other thing that you just mentioned, Tracy, that I think is important is that when you're first starting, don't think that you're like this little me, right? Get to the basics and get like, for example, the logo, making the logo was huge. That was actually at one of my past therapists. She was the designer and she kind of, we got together and she built the logo for me and just branding everything. Even though I am 
this small physical therapy practice, I've had people come up to me and say, oh, so is this, are, is this, are you a franchise? And because I have everything pretty consistent. And so always showing up in big shoes that sometimes I don't even believe I can fill. And all of a sudden, oh my God, I grew. My feet are fitting these shoes and these are getting kind of tight. So I got to go find new shoes. (laughs) I love Um, that. I love that. Well, we... I just so enjoyed our conversation and I feel like our listeners are going to get so much, like so many nuggets of wisdom and inspiration to, you know, that will help motivate for change. So I think, you know, as, as we're thinking about like how to run a practice, like a business, you know, I want to highlight a couple of things you you know, most providers are not taking business classes. I've a very small percentage of people I've met who are providers and owners also like have gone to business school, right. Or have had another kind of job where they learned about business or came up in a family business, but it's small, it's a small percentage. And so you didn't come into this as a business expert. And yet something you said, you're actually having fun with it. Oh, that is my wish and my hope for everybody who (laughs) owns a practice. You don't have to be, I think it's challenging having gone to medical school or through, through, you know, very intensive training to get the certifications and and all of that to do what you do. Um, It's really important to recognize where other experts can support you. And I think that there's some fear that talks through some of that. And there's also the training that's like, you're supposed to show up and be stoic and know everything. And I do see that. I have seen that kind of come into the thinking of some of our clients over the years. Mm -hmm. And it takes a bit to kind of crack that nut. And something that I think um, our listeners can take away is that Mm -hmm. if you're willing to be even just a tiny bit vulnerable, and go, you know, find a trusted advisor, whatever that's a mentor or a great accountant or a business consultant or whatever, that that can make some radical shifts with a very small investment, right? Like it doesn't take a lot of time or a lot of money or a lot of energy even to to establish those relationships and to put trust, your trust in their hands. Um, So that's definitely a big takeaway for me. But if you were to give one or two pieces of advice to Mm -hmm. someone who either is thinking about starting their own practice or has their own practice and is working on developing and growing and maybe even scaling, what would that be? Hmm. You said one or two, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, but there there's just, I mean, make sure that you're enjoying the process and and trusting that your relationships and that others will be there for you also, that you don't have to do this alone. Mm-hmm. You Beautiful. don't have to do it alone. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to do it alone. It seems like you have to do everything because you have to be your printer. You have to be your accountant. You have to be your social media and marketing and this. And it's like, no, you don't have to do it alone. Use the resources that are there. Start out with 
free stuff that you can get from uh, Instagram posts like, oh, this person I really like. I'm going to follow them. Oh, what do they have to say? Mm -hmm. Read books. I started reading so many books. I love Brene Brown. I read all her books and just different books about, I read a lot about business. I just Mm -hmm. take books and then listen to them because I, um, you know, doing all the things, listen while I'm going on runs or walks, um, listen and just pick little bits, right? You don't have to take everything that's provided. Just take what you need and say, thank you for the rest. And, um, and little by little, trusting that the big picture will come together in your main, in your mind, you know, like journaling and just sort of little one day you're like, Oh, this makes sense. I read this somewhere and that makes sense. Oh, and I remember learning this somewhere else. And when you put those two together, wow, I think I'm going to do this. Mm. And then asking your patients like, Oh, what do you think about this? I had this idea. I, in, in, I come across so many different kinds of patients with so many different backgrounds that it's like, Oh, they're a financial advisor. Let me think, let me just throw this out there and see what they think while I still keep the treatment about them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like everyone loves to talk about what they do. Everyone loves to talk about their passion. So that's where starting that conversation and asking about others will oftentimes um, bring you back to what is it that I want to show up as or for, or, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm, So good. Well, if, so we have probably two ways of thinking about how people might want to get in touch with you. One, if they're in Mm -hmm. the area and they're in need of some support with their body parts, (laughs) Um, (laughs) how can they find you? But also like, maybe there's some people who might just like to learn more about your journey and and connect with you. How can they get in touch with you? Um, They can go right to our website, fluidphysio.com. That'll be in the notes. And uh, I'm actually in the middle of writing a book also. Well, in the, in the, in the process. And um, so a lot of what I'm saying about trusting and about making relationships and about the touching that's, that's coming up. So stay tuned. Uh, And I think the website would be the best part. And for your listeners, if you want to reach me by email, also Jonna at fluid physio uh, is an email. Awesome. We'll provide that in the notes as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm so proud of you, all the work that you've done and really you've grown a ton personally, professionally, and your business has grown since we've started working together. And it's just such a, for sure. uh, it's such a joy and such a pleasure to see you in your, all your radiance, really owning your, your power and, um, and embracing that there's a, that it's okay that the shoes are too big right now. I see you do yes. that regularly. And I think you've had to upsize your shoes a couple of times, just in the short period of time that we've been working. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. So I love that. And I, I just so appreciate you coming on the show and, and also thank you for trusting me and my team on your journey. Thank you for having me. And thank you to everybody that's, uh, that's listening. Mm, thank you so much, Jonna. Take good care. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Thriving Practice. I appreciate you. And I have an ask. If you got value from this show, make sure to share it. 
you can give a shout out on social media or tell your friends and colleagues about it. You can also subscribe so you never miss a show. To learn more about how we work with practice owners to help them take back their time, head over to tracytrupesky.com. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter, which has tips and tools for your practice success. A special thanks to our incredible team and thanks to you, our dear listener, for sharing the gift of your time and attention. I wish you so much success as you continue to move forward in your day. If I can be a resource to you, let's schedule a time to talk. You can find the scheduling link on our website.